Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and we're so glad you've joined us for this episode of the podcast. We're talking about how we get around New York City without a car, and, and what we're hoping to do is give you some practical advice as to how you can get around New York City when you're visiting here or if you move here. And, and so we're going to dig into that topic. Before we do, I, I want to make sure you're aware of our website, comingtonewyorkcity.com. Uh, and on that website, uh, we've got a lot of great resources. Katie has created a great resource if you're visiting here of top 10 things not to do, uh, lessons to learn from those that have come here before and made uh, some common mistakes and mistakes that we've made. And so you want to make sure you go to the website, get that resource and check out our blog post on, and so much of the other great content that Katie is creating and making available. So Katie, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Thank you. Well, we're going to get into the topic of getting around New York City. And so I, I want to maybe share our story of how we've gotten around, but maybe let's create a list of what, what are today, uh, not literally just today, but you know, um, in, in a regular week, what are all the different modes of transportation that we use to get around uh, or even out of New York City? Yeah. So I think the first question people have, though, is why don't you have a car? I mean, there's, you see pictures with tons of cars in New York City. I mean, people obviously have them. Um, and I think the main answer is parking. Yeah. It's so expensive to park here. It, in our building, I think it's $400 a month to park a car for I, one I parking think spot. It's a little bit more. A little than bit that, more. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to park, and this is really kind of off the beaten path, like if yeah. you want to park in Midtown, I'm sure that that, ex- that parking spot is super, super expensive. Um, but you can go up a little bit more north to Harlem in the Bronx. We have some some friends who park cars up there for like 300 a month, yeah. um, but it's not a covered space. It's um, out in an open parking lot. So it's expensive to yeah. park a car here. And you can park on the street. That is an option. But finding a parking spot on the street is incredibly hard. And then we have a thing called alternate side parking. And you'll see a sign on the side of the street that you park on. And it tells you you can't park here from, say, Monday from 8 to 10 a.m. And that's because the street cleaners come by at that time. And if you're still there, if you're parked there, you get a pretty hefty ticket. Tickets in Manhattan are super, super expensive. Um, So even if you do find a parking spot, there's a really good chance you're going to have to move it. And everybody on that side of the street is moving at the same time. So then all of you finding another street parking spot is really difficult. So that's why we don't have a car. Would we have a car someday? Maybe, because I do miss just jumping in our car and going out of town for the weekend. I miss that sometimes, but then I think about the cost and the hassle and just all of that. And we've found some other good ways to get out of the city or travel within the city. Yeah. So, so there's really, uh, I think there, there's no, there's no need or there's no necessity for a car. Right. Absolutely. Because even with the cost, it's not just the cost of parking it where you live. It's, there's nowhere to park it when you go to where you're going or it's expensive to park it at your office. Uh, if you're, right. if you're trying to, take the car somewhere and, and, and there's traffic complications and And there's yeah. no place to get gas, hardly any places to get gas in Manhattan. So you've really got to go out of your way to fill up your car if you're going somewhere. Yep. So so let's think about the all the different transportation modes that we use on a regular basis. Yeah, so number one has to be the subway. Yep. Um for us at least. It is the easiest way to get around because all of the boroughs with the exception of Staten Island 
is connected by the subway. So if you need to go to Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, anywhere, you can get to it, maybe not by one train, but transferring trains pretty easily. Um, right now, the fare is two seventy five. I've heard rumors that it's going up. So um, as of March, March, it is two seventy five. Um, yeah, and it's really easy to get around and convenient and all of that. Yeah, I mean, two two seventy five anywhere you're going is it? You know, you could do that a whole lot, and it's not it's not that expensive when you compare this. And so, from a cost standpoint, we're often comparing it to what we experienced in Texas. And so when we we had car payments when we were in Texas and we had insurance and gas and uh, tolls and maintenance yeah. and you know so our our car expense uh, between our two cars was was a little bit over a thousand dollars a month and our subway expense on a monthly basis uh, is is typically less than a hundred dollars a month between the two of us and yeah. so now neither one of us have to take it on an everyday basis for work right like, we, like a lot of friends do we both work from home but if you do work um, there are certain um, discounts and things you can get through your employer so you can get your fares cheaper yep. through your business. So that's always an option as well if you're traveling for work. Yeah. So so Subway is is our primary mode of transportation around the city, and it can get you to all the boroughs um, and, and and really access to everywhere. I guess I say that. We've never taken it to Staten Island. So you I don't can't take it. You can't take it to Staten Island. So Staten Island. All the boroughs except for Staten Island. Right. Um, and, and into New Jersey as well. And then you take the path train, I guess, so maybe it's not the subway. Um, but they're all connected. So yeah. even though it is the path train going to New Jersey or it's the uh, Long Island Railroad going out to Long Island um, or oh, what's the one that goes north? The I forgot uh-huh. what it's called. But anyways, they're all connected. And so you can easily get from the subway to the train that you're needing to get, even if you need to go out of town. Um, And then to ride the subway, you need a Metro card. And the Metro cards can be purchased in just about any of the subway stations. I don't think I've ever seen a subway station without one of the kiosks. Um, Have a credit card or a debit card with you. Um, So They do accept cash, but it seems like a lot of times they're not accepting cash or they're... um, maybe out of order with as far as the cash goes. So I would have a credit card or debit card with you. Um, and one thing I want to tell you about Metro cards to remember is they are refillable, but not refundable. So don't think that you're going to put, you know, a hundred bucks on a card for the five days that you're here and then go turn it in and exchange it somewhere because they won't do that for you, but you can always refill them. So I would do a modest amount. Think about how many times you'll realistically be on the train that week or or month, um, and then fill it up modestly, and then you can go and refill your card at that same kiosk anytime you need it. Um, and then also, if you lose your card, they will not replace it for you. So always put it back in a really safe spot. I can't tell you how many people have visited us, and they just slip their Metro card in their pocket really quickly because... I mean, the subway down there can be really hectic. It can be a little crazy if you're not used to it. Heck, even if you're used to it, it's still crazy. Um, So always have a safe, zippered pocket that you put your card in, and you know exactly where it's going every single time. So those are my tips for the subway. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a big fan of the subway, and I love it for a lot of reasons, even just not the efficiency of it is great. And I think it's a lot faster even than car transportation, especially during high traffic times. Yes. Uh, Because people often say, like, you know, we we had a lot of traffic on the way to work. 
Well, the reality is with the subway, it's it's always running. It's a matter of more how crowded uh, it is when you go to work. The the time to get to work and back is is really no different. And that, sometimes there is subway traffic, uh, but it, it is not nearly like the congestion of being stuck on the four or five in Los Angeles or, or other cities right. that are dependent on automobile transportation. So that's number one for us. Number two, what would you say is our second most popular way to get around the city? For me, it's the bus. Um, When I take our youngest daughter to ballet twice a week, she goes to ballet at Lincoln Center. She um, is part of the School of American Ballet that's tied to the New York City Ballet. Um, So I have to go to Lincoln Center twice a week to take her to class um, right now. And so the bus is the best best way for us to get around. Um, It is a little bit more... um, it can be more confusing because there aren't the same kind of signs and signage that the subways have. Um, when you go down to the subway, there's signs that say this is the F train. Um, it's a downtown or Brooklyn bound or you know what have you. But really, the buses aren't as clear. So my best tip for getting around on a bus is to download Google Maps onto your phone and and really this is for all of your destinations, Um, put in your destination, tell them where you're starting, where you're going, and then on Google Maps, it'll pop up with all of your options. And the bus is an option that it it comes up with um, on the same page as the subway. So you can see what bus you need to take. And then also, if you type in on your browser, bus time, MTA bus times, you can look up the certain bus and it'll tell you exactly how far away it is or where it is on your route. So it's uh, bustime.mta.info. There you go. Bustime.mta.info. It'll tell you exactly um, when your bus is going to be there. Yeah. And and I'm... I get very confused very easily when it comes to just getting around in general, and I'm totally dependent on Google Google Maps. Uh, so when I go to a city and I travel a lot for work, I, I don't know where I'm going. I just go wherever Google tells me to go. And and as Katie helped me to understand the bus system, I've become much more comfortable. And and I I would say I prefer it to the train from from a, for, to the subway. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I have internet access the whole time, yeah. and so I can get work done. I can do emails while I'm on the bus. Uh, you also can see outside, and so I enjoy looking at New York City. And it's so like when a, I'm in the middle of trans- yeah. transportation, going somewhere, I can, I can I can look around too. So I think there's some advantages of the bus. Now, I think it's a little slower naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's some inconveniences. You've got to wait out in the weather when it's bad weather. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's some factors there that don't make it optimal. But, but I would say as you get to know the bus system, it's very functional. And when you combine two the bus system and the subway system. And you can often even switch. You can take a train, you know, half your trip and then the bus and it will just use a transfer. And you won't actually have to, when you swipe your MTA card, card. it's, it's not uh, charging you again. It's more, it's calling it a transfer, just like you would switch uh, to multiple trains. So the, the bus system uh, is, is really good, especially in Manhattan. I think we had some uh, I wouldn't say issues, but it was a little tougher when we were in Brooklyn. Anytime I saw a fight in Brooklyn, it was happening on the bus. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why the bus is like a heated place, but we saw a couple of yeah. fights on the bus. Um, and I will tell you, too, for the Metro card for the bus, you will need a Metro card, which is the same one that you use for the subway. Uh, but you cannot purchase a Metro card 
at a bus station. So you'll need to go down to a subway station first to purchase a Metro card, and then you can use it at the bus stations. Um, And I do want to point out, I hope this isn't too confusing, but there are two types of buses. Um, There's a local bus, and you swipe your Metro card on the actual bus. So you get on, swipe your card on the bus next to the bus driver, and then go sit down. Then there are express buses. They're called SBS, Select Bus Service. And there are little kiosks outside where you swipe your card before you get on the bus, and it gives you a white paper ticket to get on the bus. Um, Nobody checks the ticket unless... The MTA police, I don't know what, what their proper title is. Every once in a while, and it's just happened to me a couple of times, um, they will check your tickets as you get off the bus. Like They'll be waiting at a certain stop, so anybody that gets off has to show their tickets. You never know when that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I know that's really confusing why there's two different kinds of buses. Basically, the select bus service buses are really busy buses. They're usually the really long buses that you see, and they're just trying to get people on as quickly as possible instead of having to sit there and swipe every ticket. So if you're getting on an SBS, if it says that on your Google Maps, just know that you have to get a white paper ticket outside the bus at the kiosk with your Metro card before you get on. It, and you'll figure it out, and you'll see what other people are doing. Um, and so as somebody who, who is pessimistic about the bus system, uh, I am a believer now in the bus system, <laughs> uh, and I'm an active user of the bus system. Um, it, it, is, it is extremely convenient. So, Katie, what, is, what would you say is the third um, most used service or transportation service that we use to get around the city? I would say for us, the third is ride-sharing. Yeah. The main ones that we use here, um, just personally, are Uber, Lyft, and Via. Yes. Um, yeah, those are the, the three that we use for the most part. Yep. And and I think, you know, all three have different advantages. So I'll, I'll share uh, how, how I break those up. Uh, Uber, I use, uh, because I've used it for so long, it, it, it is the fastest to have somebody pick me up, has been my experience. There's more Uber drivers than any, any other service. I've also found though that Uber is the most expensive of all the services. So when I when I test um, compare, you know which which is going to be cheaper, um, Lyft is usually a couple bucks cheaper, and Via is a couple bucks cheaper than that. And so uh, Uber is most expensive, but I, you know, I, I think I've been using it so long too. I've got kind of a <laughs> a service where I get nicer cars sometimes. Uh, also because yeah. I have American Express Platinum that gives me a service. So. There, there is a uh, an advantage I think to Uber for us, and I think uh, there's a um, maybe a luxury aspect uh, to Uber um, from from our perspective. And then Lyft is just basically Uber, but a little cheaper. But I'd say Via is what we're using more and more now. Yeah, and Via is the ultimate ride sharing app. Yeah, especially when I'm by myself, I love to use Via if I'm not in a big hurry. Now, if I have to get to an appointment or something like that, and I want to make sure that I get there on time. I don't always use Via because I like Via for their pool service. And so what happens is a lot of the Via um, cars are those vans, um, like multi-passenger vans, and you'll be riding with other people. So you may not get picked up right at your address, but it'll be maybe a block away or on the corner, and then they'll Um, you'll pick up people along the way. There may be people already in the car and then they'll drop you off within a block of your destination. And so it does take a little bit longer, but the savings is pretty significant. 
Yeah, and, and what you do is basically say, I need two seats in the car, I need three seats in the car, or I just need one seat in the car. And, and so it, it charges you based on the number of seats and how far you're going. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, it can be much more cost effective. And a lot of times we found that they're not picking anybody else up and it's just us, Yeah, especially when it's shorter trips. Uh, or you can select your own car uh, within that as well. So Via uh, is really a great solution. And I would say there's a side of me that really values uh, just the lack of waste. And, and Via just maximizes transportation and, and using technology in an awesome way to help people share rides, save money, and keep fewer people and fewer cars on the street to get people to where they need to go. So I'm a big fan of the concept of Via, how they're using it. Uber has something similar in, in Lyft as well with Uber Pool, where you, where you can share a ride with other people, but Via is doing it in a more mass context. And so, yeah, Via is, is a great solution for us. Yeah. And too, on if I know we're, pl- <laughs> we're not affiliated with Google Maps at all, but that is another thing that you can do in Google Maps. That that's another option. You can see what the ride sharing um, options are. And so it'll go through, I think, Lyft and um, Uber. Uber. I don't know if it does via on there I yet. So. I bet that's coming soon, though. Um, so if you want to see, well, how much would it cost me to get there by car as opposed to going further on the subway or bus? And so right in Google Maps, it'll do that for you. All right, Katie. What would you say is the next mode of transportation that we use to get around the city? I would say our next one is the ferry. I really like the ferry. Um, It's not as convenient necessarily to where we go, but I like using it um, when we're going somewhere different. So we just had a place, a ferry dock open up by us on the Upper East Side. And so now the ferry is more accessible, and I think we're going to start using it more often, especially when it gets into the spring and the summer and the weather is really nice. Um, I feel like ours opened up kind of at the end of summer, beginning of fall, so we didn't get to use it as much. Um, But our ferry up here on the Upper East Side goes to East 34th Street, and then it goes all the way down to Wall Street. And so we can get from the Upper East Side all the way down to the bottom tip of Manhattan really easily. And it is by far the most beautiful um, way to get around because you're on the water, you can see the skylines, um, especially on this side, on the east side, you see Manhattan on your right, you see Queens and Roosevelt Island and Brooklyn on your left. You go under four different bridges. You go under the Queensboro Bridge, the Williamsburg Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, and the Brooklyn Bridge. So it's it's like going on a, a boat tour without without the tour guide, but you get all the amazing pictures that you would. And bonus, it is the same cost as the subway or the bus. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just a fun it's a fun way to get around. And yeah. we've got we've met people on there that that's how they get to work every day. And like, right? What a yeah. cool way to get to work. I've yeah, if it a, works for you, then that's yeah. a great way to get to work. And I've got a friend in Roosevelt Island when they just added it in Roosevelt Island. That was how he got to his office every day and um, into a lot of the meetings he was going to. So pretty cool way uh, to get around. You know, it's not real practical for us, but it, it is a fun way to get around. Are there, are there other, other ways uh, that, that we're leaving off? There's a couple that we don't use, but, but I do want to bring that up. Go ahead, Katie. I do want to talk about the ferry. Just one, okay. one more thing. Yeah. Um, you have to download the NYC ferry app. You don't have to, this is the easiest way to do it. Um, you cannot use your Metro card on the ferry. So um, even though it costs the same, they don't use the same method of payment. So there are kiosks there that you can use your 
um, debit card or credit card and buy a one, one-time ticket, or you can download the NYC Ferry app, and that will help you determine your route. It will tell you the schedule of all the, the boats. You can buy tickets on there, and then you just show the person working the dock your ticket as you're getting on the bus. And so that really is the easiest, not on the bus, on the boat. <laughs> um, that's the easiest way to do it. I would do that if you're coming to visit have that app already downloaded before you get here, put your credit card information in. So then that way, if the ferry is a, a fun way to get from get to where you're going, you're already set up and ready to go with the ferry app. Yeah, that's great. Well, a, a couple of other things that I, I would add uh, are, are modes of transportation. I'm curious what we're leading off. I would say probably the most common way that we get around that other people uh, in the city get around is our feet. Yeah. Uh, we walk a lot and that's just a part of living in the city. And it's one of the things that we, that we love, uh, in the city is, uh, we're on our feet a lot and it's the sidewalk is our new street and we, uh, are on the go, um, walking to the majority of the places that we go and yeah. uh, not even having to get on the subway because everything, most of what we need is in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, and, and actively here. The other way that I, I see a lot of people getting around that we don't use is bikes. And so there's a city bike system where you can basically have access to all of these shared bikes or you have your own bike and you, and you lock it up. But a lot of people use bikes or electric skateboards to get to get around the city. I don't know how they do that. That scares me to death, <laughs> but a lot of people do it. And so if you can do it, I say go for it. Um, the other one I was thinking of, we talked about ride sharing, but there's also car sharing. Yeah. And we um, have a membership to um, a thing called Zipcar. Mm-hmm. And I have a little card and I have an app on my phone that goes with it. And so if I need to rent a car, say maybe I'm running to Ikea, I feel like is where I do this most of the time, or I need to go somewhere where I need to um, bring maybe a big box or shipment home with me and ride sharing just doesn't make sense or taking it on the bus doesn't make sense and it's too heavy or far to walk, I do a car share. And um, there are zip cars parked in different garages all over Manhattan And I look up on my phone, I put in the date and the time that I need, and it tells me which cars are available. And luckily for us, there are several several garages by us that have zip cars in them. So I usually don't have to walk further than two or three blocks to get to it. And I have a card that they sent me. And when I get to the car that I reserved for the amount of time, I scan my card on the top windshield and it unlocks it for me. And then I get in... Um, turn it on. It starts my time. Um, I can take it anywhere. If I need to get gas, there's a gas card in there, so I don't have to pay for it myself. Um, I use the amount of time that I checked it out for. I return it back to its parking garage. I scan my card when I get out so that it knows that I'm done, and that's it. So it's kind of like having a car for a few hours. It does add up pretty quickly. For a regular Civic, it's around $14 to $16, depending on Um, the time of day. So it can add up pretty quickly, but it's nice to be able to have access to a car when you really need one. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting service. So instead of renting a car for a day, which in New York city cost over a hundred dollars a day to to rent a car, renting it by the hour can be very efficient when that's all you need it for is a couple hours. Let's talk about how we get out of the city. So when, when you would typically say, let's get away for a weekend, um, we would typically get in our car and load it up. Or if, you know, we'd fly, and obviously in New York City we could fly. But what are some ways when you want to get out of the city uh, that that you can get out of the city? Um, so I think renting a car 
not in Manhattan, but renting a car from one of the local airports seems to be the most cost-efficient way to rent a car. So we will take an Uber um, to LaGuardia because that's the closest one to us, and then we'll rent a car from LaGuardia. And oftentimes we can get that under $100 a day, um, which seems to be better than what they're offering in Manhattan. Yeah, and that's not. I, mean, I travel a lot for work, so even that is not a great deal. But it is uh, less expensive than than getting a car. You know, we've got Hertz dealership uh, two blocks from our house, but it's you know one hundred and fifty dollars a day yeah. uh, from there. So, uh, so renting a car and and practically in the last year and a half, I think we've only rented a car twice, uh, may, maybe even just once uh, that I can't actually think of right now. So so it's something that we thought we would do much more often, and, and we actually don't have a need to do. Uh, I would uh, add to that, though, we have borrowed a car uh, from a friend, and so you know, some people have a car, but they're not using it all the time, and so we've been able to borrow cars um, or just Be even rent friend. it by the hour for for four hours uh, rather than a, than a whole day because we're not we're not going overnight somewhere. Uh, the second way that, that I would say we've gotten out of the city is by train. Yeah, and so we love uh, we've learned uh, to really love the training. And Penn Station is amazing uh, the way it works. I say amazing. You just gave gave me a look. I give you a look because Penn Station is the worst right now. It's it's crazy. It's a mess. But I mean, but it's, it's amazing. Chaotic. All the places you can go. Yes. Yes. Out of out of this hub, so we can take a subway down to Penn Station in about twenty minutes, and then we can get on a train. Uh, to to anywhere. I mean, I guess you can go anywhere, but we've pretty much just gone like Boston, Philadelphia, Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, so we we've gone kind of regional, and it's very comfortable, very convenient, mm-hmm. uh, very accessible. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. the train is another great option. We didn't have access to it really in Texas, so Amtrak was something totally new to us here in the Northeast. Um, and I started using it first because I had to travel to Philadelphia for work. And they said, yeah, just get on the Amtrak. It'll drop you off right there. No problem. And so the first time I did it, it was a little overwhelming because in Penn Station, you go in, there's no security or anything like that. So it's not like when you're getting on an airplane, you have to take your shoes off and scan everything. There's absolutely no security. So I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse, but, um, You basically stand around this big board, and it tells you all of the trains that are arriving in the station, and it'll tell you the gate number, but doesn't actually tell you the gate number until five, about five minutes before your train um, is set to arrive. So everybody's standing there waiting, and then as soon as a gate number flashes up, everybody scurries to that gate to get down to the train, because the trains only wait in the station just a few minutes, and then they're gone. So... You cannot be late for a train. It yep. will not be there when you when you get there. So everybody wants to get down there, get their seats, all of that. So the first time I did it, it was really overwhelming, and it kind of made my anxiety spike a little bit. But since then, I have gotten really used to it. And if you're traveling with um, children or older adults, like senior citizens that need some extra help, you can go to the Red Cap service, um, which is a desk in Penn Station that is affiliated with Amtrak, and they will actually have staff members that help you. And I believe you get to go down there a little bit earlier, and they'll help you with your bags and things like that. So red cap service, if you have children or elderly adults with you, is a huge help. Yeah, we're, we're, we're big fans, and I think just the ability even on there to get up and move around a little bit it's while, so while comfortable. you're... While you're uh, traveling, so it's it's a great uh, solution and very cost effective as well. 
The the next one, I guess uh, we've done a little bit. I've done it more is the bus, and that's a mega bus in oh, particular. Yeah. Um, I it it is unbelievably inexpensive. I think I got to DC round trip for like it's thirty dollars. I wouldn't even say inexpensive. It's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. Um, and it is not nice. Um, <laughs> But but it got me there and it got me back uh, for thirty bucks and so it, sometimes you just can't beat that like when yeah. you're wanting to go somewhere for the weekend and you look at renting a car for a hundred dollars a day and you're going to be there for two or three days yep. and then you look at the mega bus and it's thirty bucks yep. I mean yeah you can't beat it yep and, and when you even think about what it would cost to rent a car and go you know or, or even compared to the flights, um, flights and yeah. so the mega bus was easy I jumped on and. Uh, I guess one time I had a suitcase, I'd throw that in the back. And one time I, uh, or twice, I think I just had to get on it and I day tripped it on the mega bus. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think the mega bus is a good, uh, solution as well. And, and there's some other bus services, but the mega bus is probably the most popular one right now, uh, in getting out of the city. So mm-hmm. any other transportation, uh, things that we might be missing to get out of the city? Not that I can think of. Yeah. So so I those are those everything. are the pool. Now, now, practically, when we moved here, we had a car. Yeah. Uh, we lived in Brooklyn. We ago. were able to street park. It was, in my mind, more of a hassle. It, it added some advantages. I'm glad we had it for a season, but it was quite a hassle. It's not a hassle I would want now. I I think there is a side of me that, and I love Teslas, and so I, I, <laughs> I wanted a Tesla. I pre-ordered a Tesla. Um, but, but practically, even if we had a car... I just don't know that we'd use it more than two or three times a month. Yeah. That it would be really hard for me just to, it, it would feel like waste to me that we would just have it just for the sake of having it. Uh, I just don't know that we would use it that much, even if we had it. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think we would use it that often. And it would, yeah, just feel like we're taking up space on this tiny island that that's just not necessary. Yeah. So, so that, that's where we're at. And I love that. I love in my mind, I don't think I'll ever own a car again. Uh, now that that could change again, um, but but I uh, I'm I'm happy in our life of of no car and I love uh, public transportation. I love all of our transportation op- options, and, and I think I, the longer we're here, the more comfortable we get with all of these options, and, and they continue to get better and more efficient. I was going to say I think car sharing is just something you're going to see more and more often um, as people are tired of owning their own cars and only taking it out a couple times a month, I think car sharing is going to become more and more popular here. Yep. Well, Katie, as we wrap up this episode of the podcast, what, uh, any, any other final thoughts around somebody coming in and getting around New York City without a car? I would say, especially if you're coming to visit, don't be afraid of public transportation. One, if you rely on Ubers and things like that the whole time, you're going to spend a lot of unnecessary money that honestly, I would use on better meals or <laughs> or Broadway tickets or something like that. Don't use it on transportation. Um, I know that the subway gets a bad rap. Um, people are really scared. They see those, those stairs going down <laughs> into um, the subway stations and they get scared. They think there's giant rats, the pizza rats down there and all of that. And they probably are, but it, they're not going to hurt you. Thirty um, Fourth Street seems to be the place we always see rats, but they're always down on the tracks. They're not running by your feet or anything. But 
There are people just like you, just like me, down there on the subway using it every day. I think my kids, our kids could use it on their own Mm -hmm. if we let them um, because they're so comfortable down there. Um, It's not as dirty and as dark and as scary as you think. Um, And the people, like I said, are just like you and me. But um, it's everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody is down there from the guy going to work on Wall Street in his three-piece suit to um, the a girl that just got off her um, graveyard shift working at a diner, you know, and she's going home to go to sleep. There's just a ton of people down there. So don't be afraid of public transportation. Don't be afraid of doing something new, especially if you're here on vacation, because that is what the New York City experience is all about, is not doing what you're comfortable with at home. It's doing something new and doing something exciting, and it will make for really good stories when you go home. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Make sure you go to comingtonewyorkcity.com and find all the great resources there on that website. And if you would, uh, leave a review uh, or or leave a rating wherever it is you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play, uh, it would mean the world to us if you would leave a a rating and a review or share this podcast with a friend. Thanks so much for listening.